there are other risks. One of them actually uh, is starting to get a little bit of notice now. It's called big code. And the idea behind big code is, um, depending on whose statistics you look at, um, somewhere between 60 and 80% of the code on GitHub is AI generated. That doesn't mean to say that all of the libraries out there that we've been using for years and years were written by AI. However, nowadays, it's super easy to go onto GitHub, use Copilot, and have it generate code. So easy that if you were to add up all the lines of codes, there's more of that that's out there than actual code. So if you're downloading code off the internet or you're at a, uh, a financial institution, you've been asked to write a code, uh, write some code for a financial application, you're probably gonna use something like Copilot. So at some point, a, a large enterprise needs to ask itself, who actually wrote the code here? If something goes wrong, how do I actually find out how to fix it? Or I have a new feature I wanna produce. Who actually knows enough about the code that they can modify it for a new feature to take to production? That gets really, really cumbersome right now with the advent of yep. AI. So, so Mark, you know, one of the things that you were joking around about the Nigerian prince, but the whole point of that was to have that scam was to have a believable yep. person. We could laugh about it now, but at the time, it probably seemed really believable when you got a fax from somebody you didn't know saying, look, I just need a thousand dollars to unlock a million dollars of diamonds. You know, yep. maybe that sounded reasonable before we joked about it for 20 years. Right. So it seems to me I've done a decent amount of dabbling with uh, with the generative AI tools. They could be very convincing. Yeah. So is there any risk that uh, bad actors or whatever we call them might try to use some of those techniques to facilitate social engineering or doing other bad stuff? Well, the thing is, it's getting very nuanced. Several years ago was the was the first case uh, that went public where a financial executive at a large company received a voicemail from the CEO. That voicemail wasn't actually from the CEO. It was uh, from a Gen AI package that had listened to the CEO who was quite prolific on uh, various media uh, out there. So it got lots of voice samples, lots of diction samples, and was able to come up with a message in the CEO's voice that basically says, hey, the XYZ project uh, we need, and the, the amount was actually a quarter million dollars. Well, we need that transferred into this bank account. Don't have time to go into it. When I get back to the office, I'll give you all the details. The CFO actually did it. Uh, turns out, boom, money's gone. And this was uh, the, fir the first publicly acknowledged one where a generative AI, in this case, voice, uh, was used uh, in the attack. You can imagine the emails that are inundating uh, companies out there are getting very sophisticated. We used to always joke about the Nigerian uh, prints, right? The grammar was horrible. The punctuation wasn't, wasn't correct. You can imagine coming out of the LLMs, uh, one of their beauties or flaws, depending on your point of view, is they never make mistakes, at least from a grammatic and punctuation point of view. Um, so that's making it exceedingly difficult to detect. So um, how interesting. So first of all, just as a data point, anybody who gets a voicemail from me that sounds like me on Technically Speaking, uh, if it's for money for someone else, it wasn't me. And if it's to send it to me, it was me. So just uh, let's make sure we're clear.